Good morning. My name is Kevin Mercer, and my pronouns are he, his. Much appreciation goes out to the many lay leaders and volunteers whose incredible efforts, whose dedication helps keep us connected. Whomever you are, wherever you're from, whomever you love, whatever your faith tradition, we welcome you here. Particularly welcome any guests for those attending the worship service in our sanctuary at Owen Brown Interface Center this morning. Please take a moment to silence your cell phones or other electronic devices. I do have a few announcements. In grateful recognition of the staff's extraordinary commitment to UUCC in 2021, especially in the transition from multi-platform worship in recent months, the executive team and the board of trustees have granted the staff a holiday break for 10 days following the Christmas Eve service. The UUCC offices will be closed for that entire period and phones and email will not be monitored. The 10 a.m. services on Sunday, December 26th and January 2nd will be fully virtual. So please log in to the UUCC worship Zoom room for the services for those two days. A hearty thank you to the volunteers, Bill Webster, Mary Rogers, Zach Nelson, Sarah Basehart, and Colette Gelwicks, who, who will serve as your host for those virtual services. Members who face a pastoral emergency during this holiday break should be in contact with the Karuna caregiving team. We hope to see you and your loved ones this Friday evening at 7 p.m. for our hybrid Christmas Eve service. Join Reverend Page and others in our community for a traditional service of readings, carols, and candlelight. If you'd like to join us, if you'd like to join in person, please note that the registration is now open. Are you, like me, typically hungry by the time worship is over on Sunday mornings? While we sing our final hymn, are you daydreaming about the snacks you've, you're treating yourself to when you get home? Today, you won't have to wait until you get home. UUCC high schoolers are selling delicious baked goods in the lobby to raise funds for their service next for their service trip next summer. Why did I not read through this before I decided to do this on Zoom? There are individually wrapped brownies, muffins, cupcakes, and other goodies available, including gluten-free and vegan options. Support our youth and your with your donations and purchases today. Your post-service snack awaits. And now an announcement from the Director of Religious Education, Robin Slaw. Good morning, everyone. I'm so glad to see you all and so glad to welcome you to one of my favorite services, maybe the favorite service all year. I want you to pay attention to the children that are here this morning because they're pretty amazing children, super amazing children, and I'm so proud of them for giving their time and their talent to us in a really special service this year. We need teachers, so this is short and sweet. Please, if you appreciate these children as much as I do, consider being one of our volunteers for RE starting in January. We need volunteers on Sunday morning who are willing to just companion our children. Kelly and I are taking care of everything else. We need people who are willing to be with them, to be friends with them, to listen to them, to get to know them, because this is a really hard year, right? They need 
companionship from other adults in their lives. So please, come and talk to me after the service if you're interested. Thank you. Good morning, UUCC. Good morning, UUCC, out there in the virtual world. It's great to be with all of you today. We have faced some challenges this morning, and that is what is on my mind and why I am pausing. We do have terrible internet connection in the building this morning, so those of you who are on Zoom, if you lose connection, please know that our tech team is on it, and they will get us back connected as much as possible. Thank you all in the room for your patience as we did and didn't hear everything Kevin said, although Kevin, thank you because we heard most of what you said. Thank you to Michael Adcock for stepping in this morning. Today is supposed to be Michael's Sunday off. Tom Monroe was supposed to be here and we are missing you, Tom, and wishing for healing in your household. Thank you to Michael for stepping in. Thank you to all of you who are our pageant players, to Kelly for coming up with this incredibly clever way for us all to be involved with our prop bags here in the sanctuary. It's just gonna be an exciting, beautiful morning. I think it feels like a Christmas miracle already. So thank you, sorry about that, that was me. My name is Paige Getty. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And it's a great privilege to serve as minister of this congregation and to be celebrating another beautiful Christmas pageant with all of you. If those of you in the room need a hearing assist device for this sound system, you may get one from the tech booth. Those are available. We do have an order of service if you wish to follow that online. We have a QR code that you can scan on the screen. Those of you on Zoom can get that online. There is a visitor form. Any of you who's a guest with us, we hope you'll complete that visitor form before you leave today or online after you go home so that we can stay in touch. 
And we will share personal joys and sorrows later in the service this morning. So if you have something personal that you'd like this community here from your life, please submit that to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net or write it in the book in the back of the sanctuary. And one more logistical note for those of you at home, if you do not have a candle nearby, I encourage you to get one before the end of the service. We are going to engage in our traditional candle lighting and singing of Silent Night at the end of the service. So get yourself a candle. We have electric ones in the sanctuary. It's an annual tradition in this congregation to celebrate the holiday season with a pageant. It's always fun and charming and chaotic and loud, and it's always beautiful. Sometimes we celebrate the biblical story of the birth of Jesus, as we're going to today. Sometimes it's another holiday-themed dramatic presentation. It's often written and directed by one of our high school students. Last year, Kelly Daniker, who is our uniquely talented religious education assistant, accepted the challenge of producing a fully virtual pageant. This year, she has turned it into a multi-platform experience. I am impressed, I am grateful, and I am so very glad to be sharing this experience with Kelly and with all of you. Kelly's going to tell you a little bit more about the pageant in a few minutes, but for now I'll just say, as I was witness to yesterday's run-through, we are in for a special treat today. So thank you, Kelly and Robin and Amelia and all the pageant players who are so truly fabulous. And thank you, tech team, for making us all shine especially on this challenging day. Recording in progress. Excellent. We are, we are recording. As always on this last Sunday before Christmas, we gather today to worship, to kindle lights, to sing. We proclaim our hope for peace on earth and joy in all hearts. Let us worship. One of the special gifts of the winter holiday season is that we get to see some of our young adults who spend most of the year away from their parents' homes. So welcome home, Iona Perrine, and many of your peers who are here only for a short while. And thank you for lighting our chalice this morning. Thank you. As we light this flame, this unifying symbol of Unitarian Universalism all over the world, I invite you to hear these words by African-American theologian and philosopher and educator and civil rights leader, Howard Thurman. 
I will light candles this Christmas. Candles of joy despite all sadness. Candles of hope where despair keeps watch. Candles of courage where fear is ever present. Candles of peace for tempest-tossed days. Candles of grace to ease heavy burdens. Candles of love to inspire all my living. Candles that will burn all the year long. Will you now rise in body or in spirit? We're going to speak together our congregational covenant. Then I'm going to invite you to greet your neighbors, and then we're going to sing together. So first, we speak these promises that we make to and with one another. Strengthened by our common humanity and inspired by our seven principles, we promise to be a safe and welcoming community, to nurture each other's hearts and spirits, to delight in the beauty of our diversity, to struggle together on our spiritual journeys, and to challenge each other to live our values. Thus, we pledge our time and vigor to the continuing celebration of spirit, of the world, and of humankind. Now say hello to one another. Good morning on Zoom, if we're able to connect. And singing, deck the hall with boughs of holly. Halls with boughs of holly, fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly, fa la 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel, fa la 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 la. Troll the ancient Yuletide carol, fa la 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 la. See the blazing Yule before us, fa la 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 la. Strike the harp and join the chorus, fa la 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 la. Follow me in merry measure, fa la 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 la. While I tell of Yuletide treasure, fa la 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 la. Fast away the old year passes, fa la 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 la. Hail the new ye lads and lasses, fa la 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 la. Sing we joyous all together, fa la 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 la. Heedless of the wind and weather, fa la 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 la. Good morning. 
My name is Kelly Daneker. My pronouns are she and hers, and it is my great joy to serve as the religious education assistant at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. Before we begin this morning officially, I want to tell you a little story about the last 36 hours or so. On Friday evening, it was about 8 o'clock, and I was relaxed for the day, and I received a text from Robin Slaw saying, I think there's an email that you need to look at. So thank you, Robin, for the heads up. But before I could even open my email, of course, Michael Adcock had already been in contact to say, hey, I heard Tom can't make it. I'm willing to step in. Tell me what you need. So thank you, Michael Adcock. So crisis averted, right? Till we got here yesterday. And it was just Tim and I, and he informed me there was no internet access in the building. So I then contacted our executive director, Sean Griffin, who was set about trying to find solutions. Chris Horn joined the mix yesterday to try and help us. This morning, Liam Estelle is here. So thank you to Tim and to Sean and to Chris and to Liam. And of course, in the midst of all that, Paige Getty arrived to wave her wand over everything and help us to continue to move forward. So thank you, Paige. And before I left for the end of the day, I was told Graham Getty had a solution. He was going to bring a hotspot. No worries. So thank you, Graham. Thank you to all of you from the bottom of my heart for your commitment and your support. But as they say in the theater, the show must go on, and go on it will. And when people talk about the world of theater, there's a lot of attention given to and conversation about actors, directors, writers, composers, choreographers. And yes, each of these people play an integral role in the making of a show. But if you've ever spent any time inside the world of a theater, you know that it is the stage manager who really makes it all happen. A stage manager supports all the different teams involved in the day-to-day -day running of theater production, from rehearsals right through the, to the performance and post-show. When the director is gone, the stage manager is the one in charge. As many actors and ex-actors do, I revere stage managers. And there's one task that they perform each night of a show that is my favorite. They come around to your dressing room to give you what is known as the call. The call being the number of minutes left before the show begins. So for instance, 30 minutes before the show, your stage manager knocks on your dressing room door, peeks their head in and says, half hour call, half hour please. Every actor in the room is then required to respond to the call. Traditionally, each actor responds, Thank you, half hour. That ritual is repeated by the stage manager and actors at 15 minutes, five minutes, and then comes the places call. The places call is an absolute in theater. When you hear the stage manager say, places everyone, places please, whatever you are doing individually to prepare comes to a halt because the stage manager has called you to come into community. And so I thought it might be useful for me to give you a crash course in theater this morning as everyone here, whether you are live in the sanctuary or on Zoom, is going to be in our pageant this morning. Surprise! 
So let's have a little bit of a rehearsal before we start. So those of you who are in the sanctuary were given a prop bag as you enter today. And if you have not already done so, please open your prop bag. And for those of you on Zoom, don't worry, I have a plan for you as well. So in your prop bag, you are going to find a sheep, a small flashlight, and a piece of ribbon. <laughs> and let's start with the flashlight when everybody has a chance to get it opened. We'll start with our flashlight. So in the pageant, you are going to hear for us to ask for stars to come out of the audience. And when you hear that, you'll want to take your flashlight, you can point it and make twinkly stars. If you are online on Zoom, please feel free to twinkle with your fingers. The next thing you'll find in your bag is a piece of ribbon. And so if you'll take your piece of ribbon and just tie the two ends together in any way that you can, when we call for angels, you will put your ribbon on and that will become your halo. If you're on Zoom, you can create your own halo or you can feel free to have wings. Oh, Colette, president of the board, Colette crushing her halo. Thank you, Colette. <laughs> and finally, you will see a sheep. When we ask for sheep, we're gonna ask you to hold yours up and join the flock. And if you are on Zoom, Stephen Brown has some great sheep ears on, but I'm gonna ask you to make ears and be sheep. All right, those are your parts in the show today. Each year, our faith community chooses to put on a Christmas pageant, and traditionally, that pageant heavily features our UUCC children. This morning, we are finally able to gather some of our children in person to continue our pageant tradition. For many of us, it has been a long wait to have our children back in the sanctuary with us and participating in service. I'm so grateful for their presence this morning and for the opportunity to welcome my friends back to our community in person. This morning, you're gonna see and be part of the telling of an old story, the story of the birth of a man named Jesus. Whatever your beliefs, the story of the birth of Jesus is one of faith, hope, wonder, awe, and resilience. And it is with our own spirit of resilience that we gather today, despite everything, to celebrate our traditions and fill each other with some much needed hope. And so this is the moment that a stage manager would be knocking on your door to give you the final call, to call you to become a part of the moment, to open yourself to the experience, to call you into community. Actors in the sanctuary, are you ready? Actors on Zoom, are we ready? Without further ado, we present our Christmas pageant, Places Everyone, Places Please. <laughs> The Christmas, in ancient times in Europe, when the solstice came, our distant ancestors sometimes told stories of a miraculous child born to return us to the light. 
Throughout the world, people tell stories of a child born to a royal family or to an important and rich family who would grow up to lead humankind into a time of truth and justice. The early Christians adapted these stories of miraculous birth, and they added their own twist to the stories. Their miraculous child was not the son of a king, but was merely the son of a carpenter. He was not the son of a wealthy queen, but was instead the son of a woman whose only worth was her moral purity. And that Christian story has been told many times since those early Christians first began telling it 18 or 1900 years ago. We're going to create, recreate the old story of the miraculous birth of Jesus this morning, but we're going to do it in our own slant. We'll draw on two early Christian accounts of Jesus's birth from the books of Matthew and Luke. Since we take the story of Hanukkah very seriously, we're going to make this a story of freedom and liberation. And drawing on our own universalist heritage, we're going to make this a story of hope for all people. Instead of just listening or watching the story of the birth of Jesus, we're gonna get inside of it. Try to forget that you've ever heard the story before, even though you recognize the familiar characters, even though you remember the familiar plot. Try to hear this story as if it's the first time you've heard it. If you wish, close your eyes for a moment. Transport yourself to another time and place. Imagine that a story is going to unfold before your eyes, a brand new story you've never heard before. Imagine that after years and years of hearing stories about women and men bowing down before powerful kings and emperors and dictators and tyrants, you finally hear a story in which three powerful wise people kneel down alongside some shepherds before one tiny newborn child. Imagine that after years of hearing story after story telling of terrible wars, you are at last hearing the friendly story of a baby, the story of a humble carpenter and his wife, the baby that is born to them in a stable, shepherds in a starlit field who go to see the newborn child, and peaceful animals who gather around in the stable where the baby lies in the cow's feeding trough. Imagine that you at last are going to hear a story in which everyone is longing for peace on earth and goodwill to all persons everywhere. Now, slowly open your eyes. Imagine that after years of hearing stories about the results of hatred and oppression and persecutions, you are hearing a story about the transforming power of love. Listen and watch carefully. Let the story begin. In those days, long, long ago, a decree went out from the emperor, Caesar Augustus, saying, all the world should be registered so they can pay taxes to me. 
all the people were required to go to the town where they had been born to register. For some people, that meant a long journey. Some traveled by day and sometimes even by night. Joseph, our carpenter, had to go all the way from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea. He went with Mary, the woman he was planning to marry, because she was expecting a child. They started on their long journey, traveling by day and sometimes even by night, their road lit only by stars. Would everyone in our audience please become stars for Joseph and Mary as they make their way to Bethlehem? Joseph and Mary knew it wasn't going to be easy, what with Mary almost ready to have her baby. And at least the twinkling stars made the road seem friendly. Thank you for the stars. Now that Joseph and Mary are in Bethlehem, you can put your hands and your stars down. When Joseph and Mary got to Bethlehem, they discovered there was no room at the inn. But the inn was the only place in town with comfortable beds. The only place that Mary and Joseph could find to take shelter was in a stable cut into the side of a hill. So they settled into sleep there among the animals. Now I need some animals. <laughs> the gentle animals welcomed Joseph and Mary into their stable. And that very night, the time came for Mary to give birth. It was a stable, so when the baby was born, of course, there was no cradle for Mary to lay her baby in. But one of the cows was kind enough to lend her feeding trough for a cradle, and Joseph and Mary laid their new baby there among the hay in the feeding trough. Would you please join us in singing Away in a Manger? It is a custom in this congregation on the day of our pageant and on Christmas Eve to accept a special offering that goes into the minister's discretionary fund. 
We use this fund for needs in our congregation that might not otherwise be met by congregational resources, especially for those who are in crisis or who are hungry or poor. I assure you that your contributions are deeply valued by all who benefit from them. So I thank you for your generosity as you share of your financial gifts today. You may place them in the basket at the back of the sanctuary or give online. Thank you. region, there were shepherds who lived for months at a time out in the field, watching over their flock of sheep by night. Would everyone please in play sh shepherds keeping watch over their field? Oh, not sheep, shepherds now, I surprised you. Shepherds keeping watch over your field by night. They had to watch over their sheep because there were wolves in the hills that would gladly eat a sheep if they could get one. On this night, the shepherds stood watch in their field. An angel of the Lord stood before them. And this angel was truly magnificent. And the glory of God of the Israelites shone around the shepherds. Not surprisingly, the shepherds were terrified. But the angel spoke gently, saying to them, Do not be afraid, for I have appeared to bring you good news of great joy for all the people of Israel. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah. This will be a sign to you. You will find a child wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a cow's feeding trough. I think we are going to need more angels. Perhaps I could prevail on everyone to put their halos and or wings on and become angels. Then the angel who had spoken went on to say, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth let there, be, let there be peace and goodwill among all people everywhere. 
And there was a whole host of angels singing and praising God, and the shepherds were amazed. Would you please join us in singing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. message from their God and hearing the songs of the angel choir, the shepherds said to one another, this is amazing. Let's go up to Bethlehem and actually see the baby the first angel told us about. Being good shepherds who cared about their sheep, they brought the sheep along. So the shepherds went to Bethlehem with their sheep. <laughs> There you go. And there, and there they found Mary and Joseph and the new baby, just as that angel had told them. Afterwards, the shepherds would tell everyone what the angel had said to them about Mary and Joseph's new baby. And everyone who heard their story was amazed. So will you all please rise in body or spirit and sing with us, Joy to the World. Joy. 
As for Mary, she already knew her baby was wonderful, but she listened carefully to what the shepherds said and treasured all she heard in her heart. The shepherds and sheep gathered around the feeding trough, admiring the baby. They praised their God for this wonder of new birth, and they prayed and hoped that what the angel said would come true, that there would be peace on earth and goodwill for all people, even for lowly shepherds. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, three wise persons who were kings and queens from the far east came to Jerusalem. As these three wise persons journeyed their long, slow journey to Bethlehem, they noticed that their way was lit by a large and bright star. And these wise persons went to Herod and asked, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star in the skies and we have come to praise him and bring him gifts. The three wise persons learned from King Herod about a prophecy which had been spoken long ago, that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. So the wise persons set out from Bethlehem and as they walked, they saw the star ahead of them as they had first seen it in the Far East. The wise persons followed the star until it stopped over the stable where the newborn child was lying in the cow's feeding trough. Would you please join us in singing We Three Kings? persons entered the stable and saw the new baby, they were overwhelmed with joy at this new life. They knelt down to worship him, and they opened their bags and brought out gifts of gold, because the crowns of kings were made of gold, and frankincense and myrrh. Myrrh was what was put into the oil 
used to anoint kings. Now we are done. Let us pause for a moment and look at this scene. It is a special night with stars and angels and shepherds and wise persons and animals. And they are all admiring a special baby that has just been born. Why should all these people stand around for such a long time to admire a tiny baby? There's only one reason I can think of, because the birth of a child always brings hope for the future. And for a people who lived under an oppressive Roman rule, all the while longing for liberation, the birth of a child must have been fraught with extra meaning. Will this be the child who leads us to freedom? Will this be the child who breaks our bonds of slavery and establishes a reign of peace and righteousness? So it is with our world today. In a world that sometimes seems hopeless, we still look with, with hope to the future. Every time a baby is born, we hope that this child will be one of the ones who leads us to a world of righteousness. And every time we tell the Christmas story, it reminds us that we must go out and work for liberation and justice. We, you and I, are the ones who are responsible for making sure the world is a better place for all the babies who are born. Will you help me say thank you to this pageant company? Thank you all for bringing this story so beautifully to life for us today. We are going to pause now and do as we do each week in worship and honor the personal joys and sorrows of members of our community, both by giving voice to them and also by our embodied ritual of placing a stone into a communal bowl of water to symbolize the way that each of our lives and stories ripples out and touches one another. May I have a volunteer to help me put the stone? Come on up, Ace, thank you. Ace is going to place a stone in the water for each joy or sorrow that is shared. And those of you in the sanctuary, if you'd like to honor your own joys and sorrows in silence during the music meditation in a few minutes, I invite you to do that.
Now I invite you into just a moment of stillness and quiet as we hold these joys, these fears, these sorrows, these good wishes. And now as our congregational prayer, these traditional seasonal words from religious educator Sophia Lyon Faz. For so the children come, and so they have been coming, always in the same way they come, born of the seed of human parents. No angels herald their beginnings, no prophets predict their future courses, no wise person see a star to point their way to find the babe that may save humankind. Yet, each night a child is born is a holy night. Parents sitting beside their children's cribs feel glory in the wondrous sight of a life beginning. They ask, where and how will this new life end, or will it ever end? Each night a child is born is a holy night, a time for singing, a time for wondering, a time for worshiping. Amen. It is our custom at the end of our pageant service to dim the lights, 
to light candles, to sing Silent Night. As we pause and prepare to enter in what I thought was going to be figurative darkness, but in fact is going to be quite real. Thank you. And then prepare to come into the light. Let's not light candles yet. And then to prepare to come into the light that we will bring. Let us still our bodies for a moment and share a time of prayer and reflection in the dark. For many of us, this season feels joyful, filled with love and hope and promise. But not for everyone. Not for everyone here in this gathering. Certainly not for all of our neighbors or other members of the human family. So in this moment, we hold those who are in need tenderly in our minds and our hearts. Let us be humble in remembering the gifts that we have to offer to one another, gifts of kindness and compassion and generosity. For just as a candle flame is a small thing, and yet one flame can illuminate a whole room, so too can our love bring warmth and healing to the world. So I do invite you to light your candles now. Twist the flame until it comes on. We fill our space with this glow of candles. Let us also fill the space with our voices singing together, Silent Night. I invite you now to rise in body or in spirit and then stay where you are when we get to the end of the song.
Reverend Howard Thurman reminded us that when the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home and the shepherds are back with their flocks, then the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. So may it be. Amen. Blessed be. Will you please extinguish your candles and leave them in your chair so we can use them on Christmas Eve? Be well, you UCC. Merry Christmas.
Thank you.